Look, I got nothing. I got no plan. But I can protect this family. That I can do. Suli's spoilers stick together. This is Way of the Water spoilers. It's our weakness. It's our only weakness and our greatest strength. I have no idea what that means, but James Cameron said it. Hey, everybody, welcome to Spoilers. Second Avatar movie we've done in 2022. Um, have a pretty full boat here. Easy opening question. I just gave it to the boys right before we started. Have you ever wished to be a different species? besides human let's just go in a random order stevie you want to start you you seem very enthused about this question yeah so the only species i would want to be um is an orca whale uh just to see what you know all the buzz is about their brains because they have like another part of their brain that like humans do not and i want to know what that other part is doing is it because you just watched this movie and there's no? Whales? I've always been fascinated by orca whales and their brains. Um, <laughs> no, bro, I've always liked whale brains. <laughs> no, you know always. Me. I've always been about it. Super into brains. Whale brains are the key to everlasting life. I've always said. I this. think they're just fascinating, man. Especially because like every pod speaks their own language, and they can like speak. Like an orca whale can speak to a blue whale, and they can work together. It's insane. They're so smart. Why are they working at SeaWorld? Hmm. If we're so smart, why do we all have day jobs? I don't work at SeaWorld, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Speaking of pods, Corey, you came in there. Have you ever wished? Oh, and you're the host of the Big Dumb Movie Pod. That was the transition in my brain. But have you ever wished to be a different species besides human? Hi, this is Corey, Kylo Ren Memes, recording out of Simi Valley, California. Sorry, I'm going to be saying bitch a lot because one, I just did a podcast on A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors and Freddy Krueger says bitch a lot. It's like his catchphrase, like, you know, the scary Terry thing. That's legit. That's <laughs> a legit connection. <laughs> if you call me bitch 13 or 14 more times, we're going to have to fight next time you come to Elkhart. All right. Put your dukes up. Fight in the Martins parking lot. Well... The other reason I'm saying bitch a lot is because this movie and the first Avatar, you know, the Sully family likes to throw in bitch at the end of an insult, which I love. (laughs) I'm going to show Josh my fingers. I'm going to say, Josh, I got five fingers. When I put them together like this, I can make a punch, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. You know what? There's only one species for me. If I was going to be that species or be a human, but be an other kin of that species, you know, where you can be like, a human, but also another species. That's a Kowokian monkey lizard. Mm. They have a really okay. funny laugh. Look that up. <laughs> uh, there's a very famous Kowokian monkey lizard named Salacious Crumb, which you guys will recognize immediately if you look up. It's just for the laugh? That's the, the whole huh. appeal? I need that laugh. Couldn't you, with your human mind and voice, probably mimic that laugh pretty well? Hmm. Or would it just not be coming from the same true No, that uh, that brings up an interesting prospect. I need to rethink this. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't need to turn my whole existence upside down to achieve the laugh. <laughs> hey, you want to turn into the basically booger-like form of Salacious Crumb? Hey, Salacious Crumb is... Garbage rat? He's basically gotten like, I don't know, like probably like 10 or lower percent body fat. He's in good shape. He's all right. The infectious laugh makes it all worth it. Uh, this is Pappy, recorded from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I think I liked what Stevie was saying with the aquatic animals. I don't, I should have just looked this up right before, but there was like a shark that has been tracked outside of Greenland. That's like the oldest living thing. And it's like 270 years old. That'd be pretty badass to be like a three century old shark. I mean, I don't know, Stevie, if we could like communicate telepathically like the whales could. I'm telling you something there. I vibe with you down there. Josh, you got to go away with the water. Uh, for your species, or are you going something else? Man, I am going to go the way of water. Uh, <laughs> my favorite animal, since as long as I can remember, has always been the blue whale. But when you asked me this question, I was thinking about just animals that live a long time. And I know giant sea turtles live a couple hundred years. But I decided to go with best of both worlds. The bowhead whale lives like over 200 years. So you're still in the whale species. They kind of live in real cold stuff. Maybe they're doing Wim Hof breathing up there in the Arctic. Not sure, but um, <laughs> they seem to be pretty cool. I'll choose them. Bowhead whale. Why is it called bowhead? Did you say? What makes it a bowhead? For the same reason the sperm whales called the sperm whale. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was funny. <laughs> Last but not least, out of Chicago, Illinois, Mikey, lover of Avatar, and the blue people, what species are you going to pick? I think we're onto something with sticking to the water. I would choose to be uh, a cuttlefish or an octopus or something for the same reason as Stevie. I want to know how smart those things are. Oh, octopuses are amazing. Know. Yeah, that would. I think Stevie's onto a good point. Don't uh, don't choose just a cool animal. Choose a very smart animal and. Just kind of see what you're capable of, I guess. Corey, you don't want to switch yours to the way of the water? Um, let's see. I'm just trying to think of like a Star Wars animal that is like aquatic. <laughs> and I don't know. There's always any. a bigger <laughs> fish. Yeah, the bigger <laughs> fish in the Phantom Menace, maybe. <laughs> what is the thing that Luke milks? Oh, not that. Don't want to be that. <laughs> what is it, though? <laughs> Why would you want to be that? Dude. Josh just wants to get milked. <laughs> <laughs> just get milked by Luke with the force all day. Doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> Corey, it's been 13 years since James Cameron last put a movie in theaters, but it's only been like four months since we reviewed the last Avatar. A lot's changed in the land of Avatar, uh, Pandora, and in technology. What did you think about sort of the slow roll of the first hour? Was there anything that stood out to you in terms of this world building? It's been 13 years, but I can still smell the CGI. (laughs) (laughs) I was more focused in and like really honed in at the beginning of this movie on uh, the Sully clan, right? So Jake Sully has a... Married, I guess, whatever their equivalent is of uh, marriage. He's married Natiri, and they have a bunch of kids now. 
it's uh you know in this first act where the threat kind of reemerges which we can talk about shortly but one of the things that like sticks with me about this opening and i guess maybe i guess the movie at large generally speaking is kind of like the evolution of jake because we we know who he is in the first movie we talked about it i feel like in that movie Jake had nothing to lose and he was like a big time like risk taker when it came to him confronting the sky people and even everything leading up to that like he was uh he was in everything he was doing 100% but now he has kids man and that really changes things for him cuz even though he's still you know the legendary Toruk Makto you know he had the big bird so he's kind of like a legend among, I guess, all of the people on the planet, all the tribes of the Navi. He's different now in how he handles things. So when the threat does emerge and it takes us there eventually, his decision making is different because he's kind of uh, thinking with his family first. Like instead of like leading the charge to the fight, let's take him on, let's give everything we got. He's more... Uh, concerned with just let's get out of here i got to keep you guys safe i got to keep the kids safe and I, I i like that you know he's he's kind of changed a bit and uh you know i appreciate that kind of thing sam worthington is asked to do a lot less in this movie i mean mostly because he's in almost every scene in the first avatar but i think he's improved a ton as an actor like i didn't see i didn't catch his accent slipping once in this movie i thought he was I thought he was great. I thought he was a great actor in this. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I know he's doing like mocap and whatnot, but like, he's a really good actor in this. Mikey, Corey mentioned the kids of Jake Sully. Uh, He's got a couple kids, a couple adopted kids and a feral child who runs around (laughs) with him. Is there one that you, that stood out to you? Well, there's obviously the greatest child that Jake Sully has and it's Spider. The feral child. So not uh, it's Quaritch's kid, but is this the kid from the wild thornberries? Donnie? Donnie? Yeah. No, this Dude. is uh, Mimi Siku. Mimi Siku. It's got about what four real kids uh, that are half pure Avatar, half Jake Sully, half Avatar, half human, or whatever. So. Everybody notices that they have like five fingers like a normal human would, so they know that they're like intermixed or whatever. Five kids, one a spider. Four are blue avatar folk, but one of them is Sigourney Weaver's Jesus child? Yes. The Immaculate Conception. There's a Jesus character, Josh, and now you've been waiting for this, huh? She's a Moana character. <laughs> There's one line dedicated to this. <laughs> she was immaculately conceived. Don't worry about it. Did Sigourney Weaver give birth? Is she dead? She's in a tube. Doesn't seem very alive in that tube. <laughs> <laughs> but she's giving birth. She seems like she's on ice or something. Something weird happened, guys. Josh, you know a lot about Jesus. I think he, like, you can probably explain this, right? Who? Me? What? Yeah. <laughs> uh... Let's see, buddy. I don't. I don't think this is like. I don't know. I feel like I'm. I was missing something the whole movie. Honestly, what happened to her at the end of the last movie? She died. There's a huge gap. Is there too much of a gap? This could have literally been Avatar Two, the bridge between this. Like he's choosing to start the story 
I mean, I don't know what, 13 years in the future. So I guess it's similar. The same amount of years that have gone by in real life. <laughs> I don't know, Steve, you think there's too much of a gap? No, not at all. I think it was perfect. Can you explain, though, the Jesus thing? Is that right, Stevie, or am I blowing that up? Like, they literally say she's immaculately conceived, right? Yeah, so Grace in the first one dies, but she has an avatar body that she used when she would, you know, link up. And then they tried to, through the spirit of God, put her consciousness into the avatar full time. Didn't work. But they still have the avatar body floating on ice. That avatar body gets gabriel out of nowhere. And along we get Moana, but she's blue. It's so like from that ceremony where they tried to save her, that's where she got Kiri. Well, I mean, like, does this work like Star Wars? Kind of like the balance of the force, like in the balance of life? Like, is Kiri what's needed to, like, bring the balance of life to, to Pandora? Kiri is 100% the chosen one, but that is definitely going to be, like, a sequel, right? Where they focus on that. Mm. They're, they're setting it up for sure. She's like uh, more in tune with, uh, with mother nature, Awa in this one than like the others are, it seems and in a more natural way, either that or she uh, has ep- epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> they do seem to be implying that is it Awa, the God in this mm-hmm. is the other parent alongside Sigourney Weaver and, I do like the powers that Kiri exhibits throughout this, moving animals around in a different way than her colleagues. I think Kiri's the best of this new crop of little avatars that we get. I struggle to tell the two brothers apart. Not that their personalities are similar, because one has a personality and the other one doesn't. (laughs) I mean, that was pretty easy to tell, but like they look the exact same. Dude. One should have definitely had like a baseball cap on, right? Like a scar, a weird ear. That's, a, that's cap. the problem looking at all of these Navi characters. They all look the same. Like they're all pretty wow, much guys. the exact same. Do you looking. hear yourselves? They're all blue and they all have the okay. exact same hairstyle. Wow. Jesus Christ, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're all just flying through the air at 120 frames per second. I can't fucking see their faces. <laughs> It's like they're just flying on dragons. It's hard to tell what's happening, and specifically with each character. You just tell by like, oh, the mom has a bow, and the dad <laughs> is running around with an assault rifle. Uh, classic parents, you know? Nobody's ever been marked for death more than the older brother was. Like, I knew he was going to fucking die just because he doesn't, he has no problems. He has no personality. He doesn't, like, have anything to really do other than cover for his little brother who's like the actual character I, does anybody know their names too was it one kind of like a variation of like luke like luke or loak or loak loak yeah Lowak. something like that natalia spider you, you must be talking about spider <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the guy <laughs> The names are tricky. Fortunately, they bless us with the occasional spider and Norm, you know? Like, Norm, I can remember. It's like, hey, it's Norm, you know? I'm back from, from the office. Hey, it's Norm. <laughs> it's Norm. <laughs> Corey, what's the motivation for the return of the Sky People? Well, it turns out you cannot obtain the unobtainium, so that's, that's off the table. <laughs> uh, but... The, uh, the the motivation, as it's set up previously, which isn't really talked about a lot in the movie, 
is to relocate the citizens of planet Earth to Pandora. Earth is dying. They say that specifically. So they got to bring them here. And uh, I think the idea being at least the military idea, or I don't even know if they're really military. It might be like pseudo-military. Hired guns still. I'm not quite sure about that. Like corporate security. But I think their angle is we got we to gotta off this Jake Sully guy. Because if we try to like... <laughs> <laughs> if we try to take over this planet, he's going to fuck up our shit. He's going to get in the way. Guys, this guy's good. <laughs> so is the plan to con- to convert the planet habitable for humans or to convert humans into these avatars? Because humans still can't run around without these masks that Spider has, our hero. You know, I was wondering, as soon as they said Earth is dying, we're going to live here now. I thought they were going to start terraforming Pandora. And I thought the threat was going to be that the atmosphere of pandora is like changing or that they were implementing some kind of change but they don't really go that route that part's unclear i think as long as everyone gets off earth they'll be fine because there's a lot of ways you can live forever in the world that is now set up on this avatar sequel like the first movie i never really thought about this in depth like you can you can put your consciousness in the creature in the navi lab created version right but this movie takes this shit to a whole nother level. And I'll let one of you guys talk about it because I've been rambling a lot. But there's a, a lot of ways to extend your life now in the world that James Cameron has created. Well, Quaritch just gets downloaded to a USB, right? Yeah. <laughs> just stick them on a thumb drive. It's fine. Can they upload like other skills to that thumb drive too? Like, can they edit? Like the Matrix? I know Kung Fu. Right. <laughs> but Jack, how do you feel about Quaritch coming back? Clone Quaritch. Twins and clones. I'm not trying to dodge your question, but listening back to our pod on the first Avatar today, I feel like this is a Stevie question because I think you may have called that you would love it if he came back as a clone. And you also said that his over the top. Wait, really? I think you said his over the top villainness is like one of your favorite parts of at least the first Avatar. So I was kind of curious about this. <sighs> so. James Cameron did something brilliant here. Human Quaritch never in a million years would have done anything he did in this movie. And he did a lot of things like letting people go, showing some constraint, showing some mercy. And it's almost like James Cameron is trying to say, the only way for Quaritch to become human is by becoming a Navi. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. He's going to have a redemption arc. Yeah. For sure, right? Like, he's going to, like, save Spider or something like that. I mean, did I say he was coming back in the first one, Josh? I don't know if you said that on pod, but I have definitely heard or seen you type those words that he would come back. And if it was a clone or in the Navi body, actually, you did say that at some point. Yeah. So I think that was pretty awesome. Also, James Cameron did something which I did say in the pod, which is, why wouldn't you put all military in the Navi? Mm -hmm. And he explored it. And it was awesome. (laughs) But the thing is, Stephen Lang looks so cool as a human. Bringing him back as an avatar and just throwing three scars on his forehead is not doing anything for me. He looks goofy like that, but I don't know. That's just me hating on how avatars look, I guess. (laughs) Again, yeah. Now, his presence is is largely physical, right? When In the first movie. Mm -hmm. The way he looks, the way he carries himself. And you get a little bit of that with this. But it's not the full effect. Honestly, like the 
the physical component of Stephen Lang is somewhat lost when he's a blue guy. But you know what? Maybe it's supposed to be. Maybe it's part of his transition, his character transition. Because, you know, I think when I was watching it, and then he was a, a Navi, and his plan was to go infiltrate, you know, Jake Sully's camp. I was like, oh shit, what if he goes there? And then they start teaching him the ways, and he gets all <laughs> of Jake Sully, and it's just the first movie again. <laughs> <laughs> it ends with Quaritch's eye opening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I It feels... I, I hear what you're saying, Stevie, and I think it's going to be a very cool redemption arc for that character in the next however many movies Disney ends up greenlighting. Five. Well, that's TBD. I don't know if that's as certain as it was even a couple weeks ago. What number did you just say? Five. Okay. Three is shot. Paps had seven before the pod started. Yeah, five more. So three is done. Three is, three is done. Part of four has been filmed, but just part of it. Good lord, man. But doesn't it feel kind of like safe? But what is the game plan? He's just hopping around to every village on Pandora, fucking up their day. Sounds good to me. No, <laughs> this is where he takes his stand. He's literally done that twice, two movies in a row. He can't do it again <laughs> for a third movie. He cannot go to a new village and do that shit again. No, Stevie, see if you follow me here. He's going to be Vegeta. <laughs> right? Uh, who, Quaritch? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. So yeah, I mean, Dragon Ball fans know what I'm talking about. Like, this dude is going to transition into, like, kind of like the, um, I don't know, I don't want to say, like, sidekick, but, like, you know. Vegeta became, like, a comedic sidekick. Like, the duo of heroes is going to be Jake Sully and Korich at some point in the Avatar franchise, right? Maybe not even mm -hmm. as soon as next movie, but those two guys are going to be working together at some point, I think. Like we mentioned, they're on a manhunt. For Jake Sully. So he decides to make this not the forest avatars problems anymore, but make it the water <laughs> navvies problems now. Um, this is probably the best part of the movie. It's this middle hour where we're beginning to learn about the water navi. It looks absolutely amazing. Um, it's the, sh the shallow light blue water when they're like first flying in. It was just breathtaking. To see, I guess I should probably should have asked this earlier. Stevie, did you see this in the IMAX 3D or the 3D or regular D or what was your format? 3D standard screen. 3D standard screen. What do you think of the frame rate? If you had told me 13 years ago, hey, there's going to be a sequel to Avatar, I probably would have said, you know, probably, you know, the juice isn't worth the squeeze on that one. And seeing it in 3D blew my mind. I've never seen anything like that. Where, especially in specific scenes, especially how it was blocked out, where it's almost like, I mean, sitting there, it's like you're almost like in the environment itself, the way it was kind of blocked out and shot. I, it looked so smooth, and there were so many scenes where it just like you could reach out and touch it. It was insane. Were there any parts of the water culture that stood out to you, Mikey, from the critters in the ocean? the bouncy floors that they have. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, he certainly does a good job of like building a world uh, that fits like the environment that these people live in and having like the raised floors, like you said, that are like basically a fishing, stretched out fishing net. So it's bouncy and springy. It's all real cool world building stuff. I think all of it looks amazing. 
But yeah, as I feel like we're just being carried by a lot of children for most of this movie, and I didn't like that because I don't know. I like we said, we couldn't tell a lot of these kids apart. <laughs> They're a kind of annoying, and I don't know. We got a Christ-like character just kind of like seizing up every other scene. She's not doing a whole lot, but. We're following him along for a, a big portion of this movie. Did you relate with Jake Soley at all, at all Josh? Because I, I think Mikey's right. I mean, the, the next hour, there is a little bit of a pattern of the teens go out, get in some kind of trouble amongst themselves, and then Jake Soley has to come and correct their behavior. As a dad, did you relate to um, Jake Soley at all here? Uh, I mean, does the movie do a good job of pulling at a parent's heartstrings? Maybe is a better question. Yes, it does. Um, who was it that was talking about how Jake Sully's changed? That was Corey earlier. It's not even that Jake's not out there taking risks. It's that the whole plot of the movie, I mean, scene after scene, and I think they even kind of make a couple inside jokes about it, some meta jokes, but like the kids wander off and get into trouble every single time it happens four times i think in this movie mm-hmm. um kids often do get into trouble but at some point like you gotta find a way to keep them out of mortal peril week to week <laughs> jake protect them we're talking about pandora here though man the uh the allure is too strong when you got space free willy out there cruising the shores of space hawaii <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that you could get sucked off by any random tree out in the wilderness, it's kind of hard to not go out there and cause havoc. Hard to get your 14-year-old son to <laughs> yeah. bust a nut out in the woods. They made a point to say two times that a father's main job is to protect their family. And that seems like some hardcore guns rights sort of like <laughs> mentality jake Sully has a gun he's a, he's a certified <laughs> weapons owner yes he does the big one probably multiple they're coming after our kids he's got permits he bought those all guns. legal legally yeah <laughs> mikey i fucking love the whales though i know you didn't like the kids as much but i mean the like telepathic sign language whales i don't know what they're actually called but tulkun <laughs> right yeah, uh, the whales I thought were thought were certainly an interesting. I don't know, like they made a point in the first movie to like the the birds, quote unquote, that they ride were like a big portion of the movie in the last uh, one. But this movie seems to be like connecting with these whales. I'm not exactly sure their significance their importance as they got the juice in their brain uh which can be harvested i'm not exactly sure what that's used for uh but they're apparently like almost godlike creatures uh on pandora so they're very important to the planet and they can do cool stuff uh they're talking they're communicating having full-on conversations with other navi and stuff when he's swimming around in the, in the ocean next to it it's like pretty kind of stunning how uh realistic it looks well mikey whale brain goo it stops human aging like just stops it that's fucking stupid it's so dumb <laughs> why was that needed 
I thought I had to do something more with like the memories, uh, like how they tap into the tree or something. <laughs> I don't know. They already have a way to like stay alive. Now they got another fucking way to stay alive, which brings me to a point, guys. Think of Terminator, right? James Cameron made Terminator. He made Terminator 2. He set up some world building. There's a, you know, a, like a defined sequence of events with kind of like defined technology, right? He laid the foundation. And then later, he stopped making Terminator movies, and some other motherfuckers started making Terminator movies, <laughs> and they really just took these ideas and ran with them, and in a lot of cases, in the most batshit possible ways. People are going to be doing that with the Avatar movies at some point, and that thought occurred to me, and it made me kind of sad, because there's a lot of things that are set up here, right? With the ability to download your consciousness to a USB drive, with the ability to use whale anti-aging cream to just not age so characters can just like live on so we're gonna be seeing like you know whatever avatar amazon series or like avatar sequels that are being made long after james cameron is done with this property and they're gonna be stupid bullshit probably centered around earth and these technologies (laughs) will be largely incorporated like you're talking about like we're gonna Start scanning actors so we can... Stephen Lang is going to be an <laughs> Avatar 33. <laughs> I mean, they could just keep bringing these characters back, is my point, right? They can be like, we put you in a new body, uh, Quaritch. Now we need you to go do blah. Or they have like an army of Quaritches or like whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. An army of Quaritches. An army of Mimi Sikus. Is there going to be a Quaritch on Quaritch? fight at some point like Quaritch is gonna have to fight himself like the the evolved version of Quaritch is gonna have to fight like how he was Quaritch yeah exactly Avatar Quaritch exactly and that's what happens in Terminator motherfucking Genesis right Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator gets old learns humanity and has to go fight his original version of himself see see what they're doing the same shit (laughs) circle real quick pappy the anti-aging cream, the scene where they talked about it and they mined it and they pulled it out of the whale, obviously it looks great and it's really cool and stuff, sad, but I know you caught this, man. When they put that fucking whale goo in the TGRI canister, one guy's holding it and he tosses it to another guy and what does he say? Think fast. Think fast. Think fast. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that son of a bitch put think fast in this movie. He did that on purpose. I know he did. <laughs> what, does he do it in every movie? I lost my mind about it the first time we did Avatar, the way Sigourney Weaver says it. And it's in Terminator. It's in the first Terminator. Linda Hamilton does that with like a stick of dynamite or whatever. Is this like a real meme for him? Does he put Think Fast in like all of his I, dude, movies? Dude, I'm starting to think it's probably in all his movies now. Like I'm convinced. After seeing this, I was like, okay, I'm going back. I'm watching fucking the abyss i'm finding out the abyss <laughs> i think he's just he uses bro a lot in his dialogue if for the kids i don't know if he's got a plethora of, of of uh clever phrases such as think fast to to pepper into his scripts <laughs> well this is important mikey i skipped over this there's a hunt for red october language switch moment at the beginning of the movie did you catch that when they're like Navi might as well be English. And then it's like Navi switches to yeah. English at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering when they were going to switch language. I was wondering that. And Better or worse than Hunt for Red October? I mean, 
Hunt for Red October obviously does it better, I feel like, but I I feel like that's just a, a nice seamless way to just quickly just get it over with. But um, yeah, it was good. What would you have preferred, Pappy? Keep in the Navi language or switch like that? I think you got to do the switch. It's a three hour fucking movie and like 99% of it would have been in Navi. I mean, maybe they'll do like a Navi cut someday like how prey had the that navi comanche cut, cut. Maybe they'll do the navi cut of this but i i think you gotta switch right this is unwatchable if it's all in navi you want to listen to jake Sully speak navi three hours you know what i think i do <laughs> i think i do actually <laughs> you want the navi cut i was totally fine with the navi language when they were speaking it and they switched and it obviously you notice it it hits you really hard when they switch but then you kind of get used to it but, I, you know, I was thinking, like, there's enough, like, English with, like, Quaritch and all those guys. I wouldn't mind reading subtitles, but people would bitch about the I subtitles. I think there's just too much to look at to be looking down at the subtitles. People would complain about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good take. Artistic choice, right? He wants your eyes in certain areas of the screen. Josh, a devastating thing happens to our Christ-like character as she's connecting to the underwater spirit tree. What happens and what's the, the fallout from this? Oh, man. She connects to this underwater jellyfish spirit tree. Ziri does. And it's pretty cool. Um, She's able to... It's This is like a D&D power, I believe. I think James Cameron lifted this from D&D, but she's able to like talk to an <laughs> ancestor. And I think she rolls a poor performance role because her questions come out poorly and the conversation kind of takes too long and she spasms out in the in like real life. So she's kind of like taken out of the matrix, Pap, and they have to like this is the first time I think someone kind of drowns and they have to be saved. It happens a lot throughout the movie, but it kind of shows that these, um, these avatar people can hold their breath for a long time. Even Kiri can, who's not like lived with the sea people her whole life. You know, they have like tremendous underwater skills. It's not gills that they're just holding their breath for long periods of time. Well, underwater s- skills, not underwater gills. Straight up. I was kind of serious about the Wim Hof mention from earlier, especially at the end of the movie and at the beginning where they're talking about like breathing from your belly and like taking these like quick <laughs> gasps and releasing halfway. And the one thing they get wrong is in Wim Hof when you hold your breath for a really long time, it's supposed to be after the exhale. And they... I feel like they were breathing in and then diving under in this. So it's not exactly the same, but um, for all the listeners out there, I would suggest doing, trying out a Wim Hof breathing three rounds. Make you feel nice. Change your day. Change your outlook who, a little bit. Who are you? What are you doing? Just helping people who out, Mikey. <laughs> I'm just helping the folks out. You should try it too, Mikey. Stop being such a cynic. I know how to breathe. I don't need Wim Hof. <laughs> I don't need no Wim Hof. I guarantee America. you can't hold your breath as long as Wim Hof, and he's like 70 years old. 
He's gotcha. But can he run a control room? <laughs> nope. Can he press the button? No. <laughs> He's fired. Wim Hof is fired. Stevie, how long do you think you could hold your breath right now? If you had to. I feel like I'd give you two minutes. Bullshit. Probably two. Two? That's probably max. You don't think two? I, I Two is not bad. What are you getting, Josh, with your giant lungs? Yeah, with your Wim Hof. The winter isn't a good time for me, but I'm just a little over two. <laughs> and I don't think you guys are hitting that out of nowhere. Trivia tonight is just a breath-holding contest, by the way. So prepare. Dude, you cannot do that on podcasts. It's, <laughs> it's yes. great Everyone audio. would just be cheating. <laughs> great audio. <laughs> that didn't count. That didn't count. Corey, I don't know if we've done a good enough job of sort of breaking down more of like the water Navi. I, I, the specific characters themselves, like Kate Winslet, unrecognizable in this role. I didn't know it was her. Um, did any of them stand up for you? The dad from Moana? Yeah. That's who, the queen? Yes. Well, a lot of the uh, movie is spent here, and there's a lot of time spent on the majesty of Pandora, but not the Pandora that we know. Right, not the Pandora from uh, uh, Disney World, Animal Kingdom, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know what? It's a new side of this planet, and it is a planet, right? It's not a Star Wars planet with one thing, right? It's not just like this. You got the sand, or you got the trees, or you got the lava. Like this is a, more like an actual planet with different areas, different regions, and then here we have different cultures. I like spending time on Navi, on the majesty of it, because I think it adds a lot to the movie, right? This movie looks great. The, we see the characters early on. They look amazing. We've talked about it. Everyone who watches this movie will talk about how amazing it is. There were times when I was I was like, nah, come on, this has to be a dude with makeup on. It's, it's <laughs> I, you know, you can almost reach in and feel the texture of their faces. So that's awesome. But, you know, like kind of, I know it's hitting a lot of the beats as the first one, but it doesn't matter to me. Spending time with the environments and the characters exploring them and kind of just like learning the culture as much as you can from uh, afar, I think it's uh, I, I think it's very much needed for this kind of movie. And uh, you know, I've heard people say this movie is too long and talk to some people at work about it, you know, not not people that run a podcast, but, you know, just regular people. Say the movie's too long, take out an hour, and it's good. I don't think this movie works with an hour taken out. It will take away a lot of the weights of this movie, and I would imagine that's why it's as long as it is, because James Cameron has declared it to be so, you know? What if they started the movie right when they hook up with this other tribe? You'd still get to live in the world... You'd just be missing that like first forty-five minute montage. I, that's what was going through my brain. Anyone else have that thought? I would be totally fine without the first forty-five minutes. I can't think of anything that was like Ooh. what. What was the best scene in there? That seems like something you would love, Stevie. The best scene is when they get that like flash picture of them taken. <laughs> it's hilarious, and I love it. I love it. Right. The ghost photo. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh my James Cameron's a genius for that. Madman. Uh, so my answer to your question is I I really like the moment when they explore the site 
that uh, Quaritch died at, right? So the final confrontation of the battle of the last movie, which is still kind of in the region where Jake Sully and his family lives. But it's kind of a forbidden site, right? Like some bad shit happened there. We kind of moved on. The kids aren't allowed to go there, but they do go there. And that's where they encounter the uh, the marine avatars. And I, I just really like the, the tension of all that that's going on there and like kind of first diving into the villains kind of being on the same playing field as the heroes physically. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, they've already had the edge in terms of technology, but now they got the uh, physical prowess as well. I like that. It is cool when he grabs his own skull and crushes it in his avatar hand. What do you think he's saying with that? Killing his old self. Yeah. <laughs> Let the past die. Exactly. One step closer to killing his human form. But it's just, I don't know. It's so similar to the first avatar in that it's like slow rolling the best visual effects, right? Like he's not coming out of the gate showing you that. He's like taking his time getting there and showing you them. One sec. What happened to Pappy? Pappy's all right. Are you okay? Yeah, my speaker turned on somehow. It was playing. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no idea. DMX? <laughs> yeah, in the next room. It was a little frightening. Josh, were you emotional seeing the Navi kids get kidnapped as a dad? Did this hit home? You said it tugged on your heartstrings as a parent effectively i have never lost a child knock on wood but someone on twitter wrote great movie but i don't know if i would go to it or take anyone to it that has lost a child it's like what a freaking spoiler first of all for a tweet (laughs) i know i'm saying this on the podcast spoilers but still that's pretty dirty so like yeah i was like man is this little cute like five-year-old avatar gonna get killed on this first mission I don't know, Pappy. I'm not as emotional as the <laughs> whales in this movie with their extra giant nerve centers for emotions. But yes, I was. <laughs> but maybe James Cameron went to that well a little too much in this movie. Yeah, four times. Four different times. At one point, the little kid goes, I can't believe I'm tied up again. It's like, <laughs> yeah. for real? Yeah. <laughs> Natiri is willing to kill Spider to save her kids. God, I wish she would have. I really wish she (laughs) would have. Get rid of him. Just lifted him over her head and snapped his neck over her knee like Bane. I thought she did for (laughs) a second. I mean, she slits his throat, but just not deep enough. He's going to have a scar there like his dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His dad. Yeah. Great. I know, like there, there was like a kind of like an awkward reunion after all of that got settled, right? <laughs> like, you know, about that shit back there. That's uh, kind of let's wonder water under the bridge, right? We're beyond that. And like his dad, he's gonna have a scar on the inside too. Mm. Maybe even three. Sometimes I feel like James Cameron isn't like thinking through. The things that he's doing, like why are there <laughs> what? <laughs> why are there wings that you can breathe underwater, but they never use them? I mean, they do use them when the plot needs them to at the last moment. Maybe 
the tribe, the, you know, this tribe looks at it like you can use these as a beginner, but a great person in this tribe will be able to hold their breath without using these. See, we're also getting the Titanic vibes from this last scene too, when they're drowning without their oh, yeah. underwater Great wings. Titanic vibes. And I mean, it just looks pretty too, like, especially when Kiri's like sending off those pedals to like guide the people out and light up the ship. And I did like a lot of the camera work when the, uh, you know, the ship is kind of rolling. How strong is Spider that he can like save an avatar's body out of the water? It's pure jungle boy strength. You know? <laughs> Dude, what is his deal? He seems like he's 30 years old, but also five years old. It's very strange. The whole movie, it's weird. I mean, he's got to be big enough to hop back on a what? A space pod or whatever that was the excuse. They can't put a baby on a space pod. Just shove him on a space pod and get him out of this movie. <laughs> Send him back home. Was he your favorite character, Mikey? No. <laughs> Not at all. (laughs) Why? (laughs) He's in it way too fucking much. And now at the end of the movie, obviously the one kid dies. They're just so easy to replace him with like, and now you have a new son, Spider. It's like, no, I don't want Spider. It's the last person I want. (laughs) Yeah, the son who died is like the perfect son. And you get Spider as a replacement. (laughs) He gave up that whole village. Why would I trust him with anything? He was walking around with Quaritch the whole movie. Why was he willing to do that, you think? Was it just because, like, it was he, he was given two choices? Like, either come with us or we torture you? And he was like, all right, after a few minutes of that torture machine, I'm, oh uh, I'll go God, with you. Oh, my God, the torture machine. I almost forgot. That was so fucking stupid looking. <laughs> you look like he got the Riddler helmet strapped to his head and they're asking him questions <laughs> from Batman Forever. Uh, I don't know. That's fucking, yeah, that's Edward Nigma technology right there. <laughs> I like Edie Falco, but she just seems so out of place in this movie when she's like, just form a thought and we'll see it. Like, it's so weird. Like, I don't oh. She was in the like press recently too. She's like forgot that she did this movie. She's like, oh, I thought it already came out like years ago. <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> did you hate how she was drinking like the coffee with her exoskeleton? You know what? I'm over it. That's what makes it an Avatar movie. Apparently, they just do silly things with their exoskeleton. <laughs> like, I'm okay. I'm not hating on any of like the mechanical. Uh, stuff that any of these people are wearing all of that stuff is like the coolest part of the movie for me all the stuff that the army guys are wearing the stuff that's building that landed and all of those like crab robots all that shit all that stuff looks so cool dude when the crab robots get in the water they swing off a pole oh my that was so awesome (laughs) that was so cool yeah small touches like that i think really do a lot you know Cause it'd be easy to just have like the human mech suits, right? Like the, the alien style mech suit and they're there and they have their use, but then there's like other types of suits. Of course they would have, you know, made that technology more widely accessible for like practical purposes, like the whalers, you know, people running a ship that are, you know, not in the military whatsoever. They have a use for that technology and I'm sure it's uh, something we'll see pop up a lot throughout but it, yeah it's nice touches there i think it's the attention to detail that makes me love this movie 
ultimately. Like, if it's, like, the fish, if it's the crab robots, if it's the guy getting his arm cut off by that wire, like, that was freaking awesome. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. I was not ready for that. Um, we kind of got to it. The good son dies. There's a funeral. Movie kind of ends Macaulay. on a downer. Yeah, exactly. The good son. It's kind of like Heath Ledger from The Patriot. That thing's really resolved, though, right? Like, the only thing that we've really established is that the Solis are part of the water Navi. Quaritch is still alive, running around. They haven't really beat back the sky people. They're going to keep hunting whales. Yeah, so at the beginning of the movie, uh, a bunch of sky people, humans, landed and started terraforming or whatever. They ran away. Like, they're still out there. They just only fought, like, Quaritch and his, like, <laughs> five dudes. There's still, like, a whole army of people on the other <laughs> side of the planet. You're right. Nothing has really changed at all. They could have, like, ended the movie with this dialogue. It's like, all right, Sully family, we did it. We stopped one ship of whalers. <laughs> <laughs> Mission complete. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was kind of just, like, one boat of people wasn't it <laughs> they just dropped an asteroid on the other side of the planet and fucked up half of pandora it does seem like the earthlings best move is just to land onto the planet <laughs> oh they fuck shit up when they land it's they just... messed up like a 16th of the planet when they did that great technique <laughs> just land where jake Sully is reroute the next <laughs> ship coming in take back off reland through the atmosphere it's like our, our ultimate weapon, landing our planes. <laughs> Sheer pollution. They have weaponized this technology. Any any other final thoughts? I got a couple. I'll scroll through my notes, but I, it's a three-hour movie. There's plenty that we didn't talk about, but anything that, that I missed? Yeah, there's something really just likable, I think, about S the young Sigourney character. Uh, you know, so the Sigourney Weaver is back in this movie and plays the... Uh, immaculately conceived version of her character's daughter. So she's now Grace's daughter. I think it's Kiri. I can't quite figure out why, but I like this character. <laughs> she just... They spend time with this character that's nonverbal, and it's just kind of like her reacting and a lot of times just really like, I don't know, like internally contemplating. And for some reason, that does a lot for me. It's like, you know, there's, there's some things on her mind. And she'll express that at times. But it's more of like a feeling that she conveys. And uh, she also just seems really nice. I had no idea how they were bringing her back. I assumed it would be like flashbacks or something. Like Giovanni? <laughs> yeah. And like the fact that like Sigourney Weaver or James Cameron pulled off bringing back Sigourney Weaver as like a teenager... I think she's the best character in the movie. I'm I'm with you. She's the most interesting. There's like the most mystery around her. I think between her and the whales, honestly, it's the coolest shit for me. I think the whales like deeper spiritual selves and like the way that they are composers of music and linguists is really cool happy though i mentioned the like messaging being kind of poor earlier with like the fatherly protection stuff mm -hmm. there's another really bad message here too <laughs> I, I wondered what you thought of it <laughs> wait like can i the guess whole... can i guess 
Is it when yeah. Kate Winslet says, like, do your own research and rejects Western medicine to cure no. Sigourney? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That would be what funny if she was, like, an anti-vaxxer. And She's anti-vax, yeah. No. That's whatever. No, no, no. This is... Uh, we should probably just edit that part of the podcast out. I don't <laughs> Keep wanna, it in. I don't want to make people mad on either side. Both sides. <laughs> Pappy. Yes. This is, what I'm talking about is the whole thing with the whales. Comes back to the whales. They have evolved to the point where they realized performing violence is never the answer. Even when it seems like it is, it's too deep into their religion and psyche it will just always come back to be more violence. But what ends up happening? Their Jesus whale ends up proving that what, Pappy? Violence is the <laughs> <laughs> The more, the better. The more, the more cathartic it is. That's why he was cast out was because he committed one act of violence and self-defense. And they were like, get this fucking guy out of here. He goes against everything we stand for on Pandora. He's a lunatic. He's a loose cannon. He's a madman. He stood up for himself one time. It is cool to see a whale, like, assault uh, a ship, though. That was, like, <laughs> a pretty interesting scene. Like, you you really get the scale. I don't know how he does it, but, like, you, you get to see the scale of, like, this thing crashing on this giant boat. Love a good assault. The belly flop move is great. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think... This is really what James Cameron thinks, though, Josh. I mean, I think he's literally saying that nonviolence is only good up to a certain point, right? Like, I mean, that's pretty clear. That's what he's trying to get across with the whale guy. Because the whale guy's a good guy. He's a good whale, bro. <laughs> it is awesome when he's on that ship, just with an it's intelligence, so cool. swinging yeah. his fins around, <laughs> knocking exoskeletons off into the water. Just eating bullets, not doing anything to him. He bounces that what harpoon off of his off his <laughs> bow head. Yeah, he bounces a harpoon off his bones and also like dodges some things on purpose a couple of times. The whaler guy, the one that's like crazier than the other guy, you know, like, like manning the giant harpoon missile. He like hunts him down. He's ruthless. He just needs to get this goo and meet his quotas. God damn it! Right, that guy. Call me Ishmael. I don't know. Uh, not quite physically what I imagine the character was written as, you know? Like, it seems like this is meant to be, like, a real fucking tough badass, right? <laughs> but he doesn't look like one, does he? Stevie, what about our Flight of the Concords boy in there? Jemaine? Jemaine? No idea. <laughs> Lots of Moana crossover. Tamatoa, man. Shiny! <laughs> <laughs> I um, I mean, you gotta at least have like one good guy on that boat, right? You gotta have that one guy. It's like this is wrong, but I need a paycheck. This is why I drink. <laughs> what did <laughs> you think was happening when they crashed into the planet? <laughs> Nothing else bad was gonna happen. Look out the window while you land, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Put a giant skid mark across Pandora, dude. <laughs> Drew a dick on their planet and landed. <laughs> All right. I think if there's no any other final thoughts, Pappy. I didn't ask you what James Cameron thought about that message. I asked what Pappy thought about that message. Mm. Does nonviolence only work up to a certain point? Uh, I don't know. A lot That's of tough. impressionable listeners out there. 
listen. Got listeners from Scandinavia, from Sri Lanka, all over the globe. What are you going to tell them, Pap? Like, what, you, what is the situation? Pandora situation or a nocturnal animals type situation? Here? <laughs> <laughs> Those two different situations. That's a really good point, Mikey. Yeah. Is it a man fishing or a man... Is it a road, ra- road rage incident? What's happening? <laughs> I think it was wrong for the other whales to ostracize old Stubby Finn for defending himself. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... Listen... The other whales can choose nonviolence, but don't kick him out just because he didn't want to get harpooned that day or didn't want his friends to get harpooned. I feel like you guys got to stick together. Right, if yeah. somebody's harpooning you. Jake solely chooses violence and successfully protects his family, right? Mama Whale does not successfully protect her family. So I don't think she's quite making the right decision there. Maybe she's <laughs> thinking more long term, but ah, I don't know, man. I kind of want to go back to that and ask a Stevie question. You've been very prophetic with Avatar. Do you think there's going to be fallout from Tiri holding a knife to Spider's throat? I just couldn't believe that was happening in the moment. And the fact that there's no repercussions for it, like not even like a look between them later. Like, were you really going to do that shit? They're family now. It's just all good. Like, he's like, no, I, I get it. I would have done the same. <laughs> um, I think he probably knew deep down she wouldn't have done anything. That's not much of like Nintiri's personality. They did leave him at the beginning. It goes out of its way to show Spider being freaked out by her. She's like a killing machine with her bow and snapping people's necks. Yeah, at a certain point, she kind of gets that, you know, bloodlust in her eyes and she's just snapping folks' necks left and right. But Spider knew. She certainly won't kill me. <laughs> Monkey boy. <laughs> I'm a good guy. Spider saw that shit and hid. You remember that? That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, he did. He's like, oh, I I could be next here. She got that crazy look in her eyes. Zoe Zaldana is not in this movie very much at all compared to the first Avatar. They really cut her back, which is a shame because I thought she was one of the best Navis. Yeah, she has awesome action scenes. Uh, Let's go ahead and get to yes or no, though. This is the, I think, fourth James Cameron movie we've done. Moving him into to rarefied air. Um, third one of 2022. I'll go first. I'll give this a solid, very solid yes. I really like learning about Pandora. And this movie looks amazing. The middle hour is one of the best like movie theater experiences I've ever had. Like when we're, even though the story is kind of like redundant at times, when we're learning about like the Navi, the water Navi and the whales and just the way that that shallow water looks, I'm totally invested. I could have watched a three hour movie of that middle hour and have the whole arc just be like the kids becoming accepted into this tribe. We don't need the, the sky people. As much as I love Kiri, like I, I don't love the spider character just because i think it's kind of like i don't know it just feels a little bit lazy and it feels a little bit star warsy and like just trying to set up this like generational conflict which is going to happen over the course of like maybe seven movies i don't know but i'm glad that this movie's maybe doing okay it seems to be like kind of a box office up in the air like alaska depending on what happens with with christmas and if we get four avatar movies or seven avatar movies but 
I really don't want it to stop. I like kind of what it represents as like a standalone movie theater franchise, you know, not based on anything else. I like how I just, I don't know what kind of lore we're going to get and nobody really does when you go into an Avatar movie. And I don't really want to, I don't know, I don't want to stop learning about them. Like I I want the next Avatar movies and I don't know if it's going to happen, but like I want to see like the snow avatars and like a volcano avatar and like an underground avatar and like a great plains avatar. Like, I don't know. Like the more we can get into like these cultures, different biome avatars, I would be all fucking for that. But I never got bored watching this for a three hour movie. Like the only thing that the only reason I was like ready for it to be done is like my butt literally got sore just like sitting in the movie theater. See, I was like just uncomfortable and shifting a lot, but I mean, I, I could watch an avatar show. I think I, I'm kind of that into it. So it's definitely solid. Yes. Great job, James Cameron. Keep them coming, hopefully. Stevie? Yeah, so I will give this like the hardest of yeses. It's not the greatest story ever, but I've never seen a movie look like this in theaters. It just kind of blew my mind, like what James Cameron was waiting for, and it was completely worth it. Um, even though it was, you know, three hours plus, it didn't feel its length to me all that much. And um, <laughs> what I'm really excited for in the next one is I think the way my brain works is I think Quaritch and Kiri are kind of are going to be like the focus of the next movie. Kind of like Quaritch like learning how to be a Navi while Kiri's learning how to become Moana at the same time. And I think it's going to cause for a lot of tension between Jake and Natiri and other people in the group. So I'm excited for that. Hardest of yeses. I want to get a famous Stevie call, too. Assuming there's seven movies, how many does Sam Worthington slash Jake Sully survive through? <sighs> Could be all seven. Four. Corey? Yeah, I'm going to give this a yes. Very intrigued by what you said, Stevie. I, I kept thinking, like, Kiri and Corey are going to be, like, Kylo Ren and Rey, but in a non-romantic way. Um, Telling you. That aside... <laughs> I, I like this movie. I think it's pretty good. You know, it, it it had some really good emotional moments. You guys said the sun death is predictable. You you saw it coming, whatever. And, you know, I've heard that too. I, I don't know. I wasn't really thinking about it. I think I was pretty caught up in the, uh, in the world and not really thinking that far down the line in terms of, like, the fate of the individual characters at the time I was watching it kind of does seem more obvious now looking back at it but you know i I like this world i like what james cameron does with it Uh, i like the manner in which the characters return for the most part i had a good time with it you know i don't have a whole lot to say but i will say that you know i was trying to think I, i saw someone post a poll and it's kind of a hard question of you know do you like the first avatar more or this one I think I might like the first Avatar more because of this one. But when I think back to rewatching, I'd probably be more interested in watching the first one. But I, for some reason, I think I might like this one a little bit more. So it's, it's, it's kind of a weird dynamic. They definitely uh, connect very thoroughly. You know, these two stories are very interwoven in, in a intelligent way where things aren't exactly the same but they're similar enough it's i don't know man james cameron's doing something special i think 
uh, I rue the day that he is not making these movies anymore because, <laughs> good God, I know where that goes. And it's Terminator Genesis. All right, that's it for me. Josh? I do think this is quite a bit better than the first Avatar movie. Um, one of the strengths it has is that it has the power of the callback. I think one of the strongest single scenes in this movie is when Stephen Lang is... He's got to conquer himself one of the Turok birds so that he can run around, he can fly around. And so they go back to that cliffside where all those pterodactyls are just like going crazy and it's like chaos. And it's a complicated scene because Spider is in the midst of getting Stockholm Syndrome. And I just thought that was like cool that the world is starting to build on itself in that way. Um, I do think the oldest son dying at the end hits the same beat as Mel Gibson's The Patriot. If you guys have seen that, it's a really good, long movie. Um, my question for you guys, too, though, and when we think about all these sequels, is where does James Cameron go from here? Because, like, the first one is all about his love for the 3D and bringing out the world of Pandora just in general. In this one, he's got this obsession with water. What's the next obsession that gets the next one across the finish line? I'm just really curious what that's going to be. But anyway, I gave The Last Avatar a soft no. This one has Jesus whales, so I'm going to give it a soft yes. And last but not least, Money Mikey. Um, I'm going to give it a yes. I have mentioned that I don't like the first movie all that much. Uh, I've probably only seen it like twice, but just didn't really resonate with me. And I went to this movie very late at night. I was surprised I stayed up throughout the entire thing, but it is engaging. It's awesome to watch, uh, visually stunning and all of that jazz. And I didn't see like, I didn't see it in IMAX. I just saw it on a regular screen. And it's still pretty amazing, uh, but I don't know. I'm just never going to get past the design of the Navi guys, but <laughs> everything else, very cool. Uh, I just had a real tough time getting past like the dialogue. These two brothers and fucking spiders say bro probably 50 times. Uh, Corey mentioned that stupid, if I close my five fingers, I make a fist. I punch you, bitch, or something. I don't know. Fucking <laughs> stupid. Just weird, bad dialogue. Um, and I'm just not all fully... I, I mean, I'm willing to uh, give James Cameron that one hour of him just fucking around, showing us this is what the world is like. This is what the culture of this tribe is like. This is like... This is what they deal with day to day. So like we get all of that world building and he'll just use like a straight up hour of the movie. And that's why these movies are so long. But if the next movie is just Jake Sully running to the next tribe over and fucking up their day. <laughs> and it's like, are the next five movies going to be the exact same thing? The, all, all of Pandora is going to be fucked by the end of this. If, if this keeps happening, I don't know what they're going to do, but like, it kind of feels like that's the only direction it can go. It's a movie about humans trying to take over a planet that isn't theirs. You say it's going to be seven movies. 
this is going to happen every fucking movie. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like it's going to get exhausting after a while, but I agree that like the world and the world building is the most engaging part of Avatar. It's just, I don't know if the story is going to carry me through, I'm assuming, 20 more hours of movies and whatever TV shows or whatever. I just, I'm going to give it a yes, but... I, I, I don't know what this next movie's gonna be. I really have no idea at all. But that next one gets a no, bitch. <laughs> if it's the exact, I, I don't know what it's gonna be. It cannot be the same thing. Mikey, by the time we get to Avatar six or seven, it's gonna be like Avatars running around New York City, <laughs> taking the fight to Earth. They're the ones colonizing. Honestly, that's going to happen eventually. So I know we're joking about it, but let's remember this conversation. But I think I got this. This is Avatar The Way of Water, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Avatar Way of Earth, Ooh. Way of Fire, oh. Way of Air. Oh, the Avatar Avatar. We ha- we're, we're joining <laughs> universes, guys. Most ambitious crossover of all time. The Last Airbender. <laughs> the crossover no one asked for. The Water Tribe. That's done. Let's see what we got next. When that comes out. Eventually, along with the Jurassic Park Fast and Furious crossover, we'll cover it on this podcast. But it wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't play a little bit of trivia. By the way, that's a preserved score for Avatar Way of the Water. I don't think there's been a no for an Avatar movie, which is pretty impressive. Um, I kind of would you guys want to play a quick round of Taboo like we played a couple weeks ago? I just said I gave last one a no. Oh, you did? Okay. So you're the only no in Avatar history? Yes, and it was a soft, soft no. Wow. Would you want to play a little taboo? Yes, I still would. I did take the liberty of prearranging teams. Again, Corey, have you played this game before? Um, I don't know. All right. Corey and Josh are going to be on a team Woo-hoo! since Brett's not here. And we'll reunite Stevie and Mikey, who have historically performed great in this <laughs> game. We have two categories <laughs> of words. So I'll, I'll ask you to uh, coordinate between yourselves on who will give and who will receive for each of these categories. Um, one of you has to give for one of them. The categories are avatar words. Oh, God. And <laughs> oh, Jesus. Action, movies, characters is the second category. Act, act, sorry, actors, movies, characters. Josh, since you are the defending champion, we'll have you go first. Uh, between you and Corey, who wants to give the clues for Avatar words? Corey, I think you should let me give. All right. Sounds good. Okay. okay. So there are 10 words on the board. Um, if you say these words at any time, you'll get a point. I think we did 30 seconds. Does that sound I right? don't see these anywhere yet, do yeah, I? Yeah, I'll send them to you in one second. Sorry. 30 seconds on the board. Josh, here are your words. Go ahead and take a minute. Josh is going to give me clues and I got to guess the word or something? Correct. Yeah. You can say as many words as you want. You can just keep talking. You can guess at any time. If you inadvertently say one of the other words on the list, that's good. I'll mark it off. Definitely possible. You ready, Josh? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I'll let you start. 30 seconds once you start talking. We need to get a bigger... These things float in the ocean. Corey, guess things uh, that float. <laughs> Man-made. I mean, we need to the- get a bigger. We need a bigger. It's a quote from Jaws. 
Oh, I see. Boat. I thought I'm doing <laughs> yeah, Nazi so what words. is the All best right. movie experience, the biggest screen that you could watch? IMAX. Yes. This is the Jesus character. It's an animal. It swims underwater. Huge. Uh, whale. Uh, yes. I, Tolkoon. I, I just accidentally said this next word, Pappy, so mark it off. Yep. Um, this is, uh, there's always a bigger... Fish. Yes. You could make a music playlist on That's this. That's the time. Oh, my God. Or it's this planet that this movie takes place on. Didn't get ah. a chance for the second. Rough outing. For the How long camp. was that? 15 seconds? 30 seconds. 30 seconds for 10 words? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was thinking of Navi words. So I was trying to... like <laughs> He was trying to translate in his head. No, yeah, no, like, no. What do they call a fucking book? <laughs> Avatar adjacent. No, it's okay. And I wasn't mad. I was just trying to go fast, Corey. You did very well. No, no I get it. Okay. <laughs> Stevie Mikey... Same no team category. Same, same category. Which one of you wants to give for the avatar words? You want me to do it, Mikey? Sure. Okay, I'll give on this one, Pat. Okay. Stevie, here's your list of avatar words. 30 okay. seconds. We can increase Hold it on. for the next round if you want. Um, yeah, it's more rounds. Phew. Well, just, there's, I mean, like, once uh, Corey and Mikey give. Next time I got this, Josh. Oh, I didn't know. I thought I would just give again. Okay, I'm ready. You didn't make that clear. When you start talking, I'll hit the timer. All right, Mikey, let's do this. Sink or swim? Uh, How you watch a movie with glasses? IMAX. 3D? Yep. Ride the wave. Yep. Attack of the clones. Uh, (laughs) The kid you hate in this movie? Spider. Yep. Franco, (laughs) first name? James. Uh, what you kill a whale with? <laughs> Spear. Harpoon. Yep. Um, not red, but... Blue. Yep. What the blue people are called. Navi. Yep. That's um, time. Oh. Sorry, that was an Ooh, impressive nice round. Chime. Nine words. Let's go. How many did I get? Like five? Four. Oof. It's not over. Mikey, we'll have you go back to back. Okay. These are, the category again is actors, movies, characters. I'm going to bump it up to 45 seconds. Actors, movies, characters. Okay. We'll do, we'll do 35 seconds actually. Okay. Whenever you're ready, Mikey. Actors, movies, characters. Who is the main character of Lord of the Rings? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on. Can we restart? Hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you can't. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Uh, sorry, no. Can you replace that word with a different term? Hold on, he's looking it up. Yeah, I'm replacing <laughs> it. Uh, oh, sorry. Just add, I'll, yeah, add it to the bottom. No, that's the new one at the bottom. <laughs> All right. You see it? Okay, I'm mm-hmm. ready. Okay. When you All start right. talking, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. Took a long time to find Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adam Sandler. Oh, shit. Adam Sandler's uh, Safety Bros movie. Oh, Uncut Gems. Hmm. Yep. Um, he's his, uh, he's the, uh, 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 his, uh, he goes against uh, the goblin and uh, Spider Man. Yep. Uh, I hate uh, the thumb people in this movie. <laughs> um pass. Um 
He's in Fight Club. He's the main guy in Brad Fight Pitt, Club. Brad Pitt, Edward Norton. Yep, yep. He who plays the Goblin in Spider-Man. Willem Dafoe. Yep. I oof. I don't think you got that in time. I got that one. <laughs> oh, oh, did he? <laughs> <Can I> just... <laughs> I'm gonna put a question mark, and in the event of overtime, that one will be reviewed <laughs> by the committee. We're gonna give you three that round officially. Okay. Josh. Corey Josh. Sorry, Corey giving the clues. You need seven to tie. <sighs> I give the clues this time? You give the clues. I'm going to send you the words on our... We can't have Josh give the clues again? No. You got I need it. to redeem myself. No, you got it. You got it. You got this. I'm going to suck at this, Corey. Again, the category is actors, movies, characters. 35 oh, seconds boy. once you start talking, Corey. He was a gray wizard, then he came back and was white. Gandalf. My favorite Robert Pattinson movie. Good time. Bad DC movie that we did a podcast on when I was in Indiana. Justice League. Oh, Catwoman. The movie that you pick that's a dystopian future where it's British and no one can have a baby. Children of Men. C-3PO actor. Anthony D'Angels. King of Spoilers. Lead actor in Fast and Furious. Vin Diesel. Lead actor in Captain Ron. Val Kilmer. Oh, sure. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Oh, lead actor. That's in, time. Is that it? That's time. Um, you got. I didn't hear the chimes. I stopped it when it started buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> you got six that round. What? Uh, Damn. So Stevie and Mikey, <laughs> you're the winners. We're not going to do co-winners this time because we're going to make you guys fight one last time. Nice. For the real champion. Good job, Corey, by the way. Nah, no problem. Good job, Corey. Uh, to have a hot take and to throw to Spoiler Man. <laughs> a hot take. <laughs> Stevie Mikey, how many gallons of water are there on Earth? <sighs> how do you, how would you know this? Is this a tr- I did my own research. Did you Google this? <laughs> this is, seems like it's impossible to know. This is new uh, research by Pappy. <laughs> First person to know <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> Pappy's done the math. <laughs> Gallons of water. Yeah, because all your all the other closest twos we get are common knowledge. Uh, ten to the sixth power. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Who answers with an exponent? Because that's how high I think it is. Yeah, I don't know, that's know, how I, yeah, I would assume. <laughs> I'm gonna say ten to ten the, the sixth power. <laughs> I don't think it's that much. Of our guess. I don't know. Ten. All right. I just so ten to the sixth power is. Hold on. One million. I want to go higher than that. Then. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I didn't understand my answer. No, Pap. I'll say. Um, like it, all water total, fresh water, like salt water. What are we talking? All water total. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Including um, 70% of you. 77 uh, quintillion. 77 quintillion. Okay. Mikey? A quintillion. Go. Uh, five sets of zeros. Right, right. Um, I'll go 50 quintillion. (laughs) 
50 quintillion. The actual number of retail gallons of water on Earth. 326 quintillion. Quintillion! I actually got quintillion right? You're you're also the farthest (laughs) away from the actual answer in the history of quotas by several quintillion, but you are the closest, so congratulations. That is fantastic. I almost said septillion, too. That's fantastic. Awesome. Great job. Is this just on Google you looked this up? How did you find yeah, this? It yeah, dude. I didn't even click on a link. I typed it in Google and it just popped up. I could could be billions and trillions of gallons <laughs> off. Is <laughs> quintillion? <laughs> I'm sure it is. Is quintillion <laughs> the one above trillion? Uh, it's quadrillion. Quintillion. Oh, okay. Yeah. But nice. Stevie, go ahead. Toss nice, it to Stevie. Man. What, is this hot take time? Yeah, and a hot take. Okay. Um... I mean, it's not really a hot take. I think it's just uh, it's just common manners. If you're talking through previews, shut the fuck up. Like, Whoa. I don't need you like reaching, like looking over at somebody, being like, "Hey, that's great. Hey, let's go see that." I don't care. <coughs> like, if you want to be excited about something, nod at someone, talk about it after the movie. Like, I don't need to hear you talk in a darkened room when it gets quiet. <laughs> about if you like that director or not, or if you like that actor, or if you're not going to see that. I don't care. Shut the fuck up, eat your popcorn, and let's watch it together. And that's my hot take. Once the commercials stop, I feel like that's when the talking should stop. Like Once the real trailers start. Once the real trailer is right. Like, yeah, once Oppenheimer starts. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. I'm trying to watch this. <laughs> you don't like a quick quip in between trailers? Just like real quick... And a crowded, th- if it's like, if it's like two or three people in the theater, fine. If it's a crowded theater, shut up. Like, <laughs> just shut up. I don't need to hear it. I don't need to hear what your brain thinks about something. Like, Especially I, if you know it's going to be a three-hour movie. Yeah. Then you just assume this guy's going to talk his ass off the whole time. I had that next to me in Avatar, and I was about to lose my mind. <laughs> so, <clears throat> that's my hot take. Uh, thanks for hosting, Pat. That was awesome. Go ahead and kick it to Spoiler Man. And take it away, Spoilers Man. Pappy didn't want any part of that compliment. <laughs> Throw it away, bitch. Special thank you to our patrons, Matt Troll. Well, who'd you expect, numbnuts? The Wolf. Nurse Stacy. We have tried to teach all the sky people. It is hard to fill a cup which is already full. My cup is empty. Trust me. Brother Brian. Trying to understand this deep connection people have to the forest. She talks about a network of energy that flows through all living things. She says... All energy is only borrowed. And one day you have to give it back. Druid King. Barky420. If there is a hell, you might want to go there for some R&R after a tour on Pandora. Nick. I didn't sign up for this shit. PK. Pro Lemurus. 
They're not aggressive. Spencer. That's a gorgeous brain. Total movie recall. I will fly with you. David. Which is why they offer me the gig, because I can link with Tommy's avatar. The Meg. This is why we're here. Unobtainium. Because this little gray rock sells for 20 million a kilo. That's the only reason. Davey Kerr. I see you. I see you. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Oh my god. I took a note and now it's like too cryptic for me to fucking <laughs> I figured I would understand my joke, but like god damn it. Can can you guys uh hit me with some quick prequel meme lines? Hello there? You're asking the wrong guy. Hello there, that's one. General Kenobi. Did Same I ever one. Of... <clears throat> Darth Plagueis, okay. Master Yoda. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. Has to be sure, they no. not grant you the rank of master. I'm tired the younglings of these too. <laughs> younglings, high ground. Um, rejected by Dooku. It's not Annie. an idiot. Little Annie. <laughs> what a... <laughs> <laughs> Good impression, but not the... My note. All right, I'll, I'll just spill it. It says saved by a prequel meme. It's the always whale? a bigger fish. Oh, oh that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yes. Is that trivia? Oh. Did I win? Take it away, <laughs> spoiler man. That was spoilers.